Hello, and welcome to another edition of Spinning Singles. I'm Todd on this rainy Sunday afternoon, remnants of a hurricane. Good time to do another one of my podcasts. We left off in April of 1981, and specifically April 11th, and I'm going to continue with that week. I talked about a couple songs that had come on that week, and we'll continue. Um, coming in at 35 that week was the first solo hit from Phil Collins and the first of many. It's called I Missed Again, and it's on his Atlantic label, and it came in at 35. would go to number 19, so it was a pretty big hit for him. It's got a picture sleeve, and uh, it's got a picture of him on the front kind of cut in half, kind of neat, so I missed again. That's kind of a cool sleeve. And the back is in red with an outline of him. Sleeve is kind of hard to find nowadays. I'd say it's about a 5 to $10 sleeve. Uh, the record's not as hard, um, being that it was a hit. Next song to come in was the third single from John Lennon off of Double Fantasy. And it was called Watching the Wheels, and it did have a picture sleeve. And actually, it's my favorite of the three that he released. And... Um, it's kind of a mid-tempo um, song. I love the subject matter. The sleeve is eh, kind of common, so it's not really worth a lot. John Lennon's kind of collectible, of course, because of the Beatles, but this particular record, like the other two, were made so many copies that there's not a lot of value in the picture sleeve or the record. It came in at 38 and would go to number 10, so it was a, a decent hit for him, a top 10. But as far as money goes, it's it's not a particularly valuable 45. Next song to come in, I remember hearing it for the first time, was a complete surprise to me because back then I was only listening to maybe one or two stations and this one um, was a country crossover and it was the only top 40 hit for Lou Harris. And she was a pretty big country artist at the time. And she was actually a Maryland person, local from around where where I grew up. Um, but this was a remake, a cover, as you might say, of Mr. Sandman. And of course, that was done big first by the Cordettes and other groups did it as well. But this was her version. And it came in at 39 and would go to 37. But just the fact that it made the top 40 was kind of cool. It's on the Warner Brothers label. And um, not a song you hear, but one of my favorites just because of uh, it being a cover. And that's Mr. Sandman. No picture sleeve with that one, and um, probably about a three to four dollar record. The last song um, that to come in that week was uh, by Andy Gibb, and by this time his career had been winding down. And this one just creeped into the top forty. It's called "Me Without You," and uh, came in at number forty. And that's as high as it got. It's a ballad by him, not a song that you hear. And not a song I heard a lot when it was out. It was actually from his album, Andy Gibbs' Greatest Hits. And this was not one of his biggest hits, but it did hit number 40. It's on the Silver RSO label. By that time, RSO had switched over to Silver. And uh, not a song you hear and not a valuable record. No picture sleeve with that one. And that's Andy Gibb, Me Without You. So we will continue in April of 1981, springtime. And... Um, the next week was dated the 18th, and there were actually three songs to come in that week. And the first one was by a Southern rock band called 38 Special. It was their first top 40. It was called Hold On Loosely. 
and it was from their A&M label. And this record, you know, I heard all over the place. They played this a lot, almost to the point where I got burned out and tired of it. They played it so much. But nationally, it only made it to number 27. So, But around here, they played it a lot. So um, probably a top 10 in this area. Um, not one of my favorites from the group. One, because they played it too much, and you still hear it a lot. Um, I get tend to tired of songs that they play over and just way too much. But uh, not a valuable record by them and no picture sleeve with Hold On Loosely. Next song was much more interesting, I thought. Um, another surprise that kind of popped in the top 40 did not get higher than number 37. It came in at 39, and it was by the Rovers, who used to be the Irish Rovers, and they had had some hits in the late 60s, early 70s, and they had dropped the Irish from their name and just became the Rovers. And this song was called Wasn't That a Party? <laughs> kind of a goofy, fun song uh, with kind of an interesting beat. And of course, being a young kid, it was, it was a great kind of fun song to listen to. It's on the Cleveland International label, um, which is epic. And uh, I can't think another artist that was on that was uh, Meatloaf, by the way, maybe Jim Steinman. But this song, like I said, went to 37, kind of a fun song. You never hear it on the radio, but it's a cool song. And it was number one on my countdown. I liked it a lot. It's called Wasn't That a Party by the Rovers. And that was their last top 40, as far as I know, so far. And speaking of only one hit, this next artist only had one hit. I'd never heard of this guy before, and he had one hit. It came in at number 40, and we'll go to number 24. And I'm talking about an artist named John O'Banion. And it's called Love You Like I Never Loved Before. And when it was out, I did hear it, but lately never heard it in a long, long time. Um, it was on the Electra Red label with the green Electra Asylum sleeve, no picture sleeve. And he's definitely considered a one-hit wonder because that's all he did. He hit this song and that was it. He never had another hit. So kind of a mid-tempo sounding record. And that's John O'Banion, Love You Like I Never Loved Before. And sometimes what I like to do is I like to talk about songs that hit the Hot 100 that mean something to me that did not make the top 40. And this next one was one that took a while for me to even hear. And I probably started liking it maybe five or six years after it was out. And it's not one I heard a lot. It's by the Isley Brothers called Hurry Up and Wait. And it's actually a pretty upbeat, danceable song. And it took me a while to hear it. But once I did, I thought, oh, what a cool song. Found it, it had come in at 85 and made it to number 58 on the pop chart. And of course, the Isley Brothers label back then was Teaneck. And they have been around since the early 60s, late 50s. And it was from their album Grand Slam. And it's uh, one of my favorite songs by them so far still. Hurry Up and Wait by the Isley Brothers. Because of the beat, it's probably got some value, maybe 5 to $6 if you can find a good, clear, clean copy. Um, next song to come in at number 89 was another song I did not discover until probably about five years ago because I just it wasn't on the charts that long. It did make it to 48, but it was only on for a few weeks. And it's by Paul Anka. It's called I've Been Waiting For You All My Life. And it's not a song I heard on the radio. In fact, the only reason I heard it was I started playing it one day. And it's not a bad song at all, kind of mid-tempo. And Paul Anka at that time had had a hit in 79 called This Is Love, but this was more of an upbeat song on his RCA label and made it to number 48. 
And it was uh, by an album titled Both Sides of Love. And that was Paul Anka, no picture sleeve, just on the RCA Black Label. So that moves us to the last week of April of 1981. And there were three more songs that made it in the top 40 that week. And the first one was another country crossover. And it was by Dottie West. And she had never had a top 40 hit up until this point. It's called What Are We Doing in Love? And when I first heard it, I'll be honest, I thought this song was a duet because there's a male singing in it, and that male happens to be Kenny Rogers. And um, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, what a cool duet by Dottie West and Kenny Rogers. Well, when I got the record, it just says Dottie West on it, no mention of Kenny Rogers, which I thought was interesting. And I'm thinking to myself, well, since Kenny Rogers was so popular at the time, that's probably why this record got as high as it did because of him. And um, he's not even on the label, so I thought that was interesting. It made it all the way to number 14 on the pop charts, and I think it was because of him being on the record. But it's What Are We Doing in Love, and that's Dottie West and Kenny Rogers on Liberty, and that was his label at that point, and Dottie West's label. No picture sleeve with that one, and not a valuable record. Um, Next song to come in that week at number 38 was by Ray Parker Jr., and this time he was trying to break away from the group Radio because that's where he'd had all his hits. So now he became Ray Parker Jr. and Radio, and this one was called A Woman Needs Love, and it came in at 38 and would go all the way to number four. So it was a pretty big hit for him, kind of a mid-tempo song on the Arista label, and uh, has an Arista uh, sleeve but no picture sleeve with this one. And you hear this on the radio every now and then now, but it was a big hit back then. You heard it a lot. A Woman Needs Love by Ray Parker Jr. and Radio, and not a valuable record. Uh, the last song to come in that week was another hit off of Christopher Cross's first album, and it's called Say You'll Be Mine. He had already had Ride Like the Wind and Sailing, and uh, this is uh, and Never Be the Same. So this is the fourth, Say You'll Be Mine. Came in at 40 and would go to number 20. Uh, so a mid-range hit for him. On Warner Brothers, kind of a mid-tempo record. Not one I heard a lot compared to the other three, but um, it was his fourth single that made the top 40, and that's Say You'll Be Mine by Christopher Cross. No picture sleeve. And uh, about a $3 record there. And there is one song I want to talk about that um, that did not make the top 40, but it made the Hot 100, and it came in at number 81, and it's by one of my all-time favorite artists, Cliff Richard. It's called Give a Little Bit More, a great up-tempo song. Should have been a lot bigger of a hit. It just missed the top 40 and hit number 41, and it does have a picture sleeve. Um, not a record you hear on the radio, but for some reason they just never um, never played it. But it was from his album I'm No Hero, which had Dreaming and A Little In Love, but uh, great song, Give a Little Bit More, and that's at uh, number 81 that week. Cliff Richard, probably about a $5 record. And let me get some water here. Refresh my voice. Okay. And we're going to continue with 1981. And I'm basically talking about the songs that hit the top 40 and any other songs that mean something to me that hit the Hot 100. And we're up to May of 1981. And we've got time to do the first week in May. And basically, there were six new songs that came in that week. So it was a busy, busy week. And the first song was very interesting at the time. It started it all. It was the medley, and it started the medley craze, and it was by Stars on 45. They were a Dutch group, and what they decided to do was take a lot of the popular songs of the Beatles 
and turn it into a medley. And that was the name of the song. It was called Medley, Intro Venus, Stars on 45. And it had a lot of Beatles songs in it. It started off with Sugar, Sugar by the Archies. But it was a great concept, a new concept at that point. And it would come in at number 32, up from 48, and would go to number one for one week. And I can't believe this medley made it all the way to number one back in 1981, but it did. But it started a craze because from here on out, the next two or three years, there were a lot of medleys that charted. But this was the first one. It's called Medley by Stars on 45. It's on the radio label, which is kind of a grayish label, but it was um, in the Atlantic group of records. Next song I'm going to talk about that came in at number 35 that week and would go to 23 was another ballad from Don McLean, his follow-up to Crying, and it was another cover, cover, excuse me, Since I Don't Have You from the Skyliners. This was uh, his version, and it was pretty true to the original. And at that time, his label was Millennium, and this was from his album Chain Lightning, and it's Since I Don't Have You, like I said, made number 23, no picture sleeve, and... Eh, maybe a 2 to $3 record on this one. Next song to come in at 36 right behind it was Five Jefferson Starship, and it was called Find Your Way Back, and that was actually one of their better songs. I liked it a lot. It's on their Grunt label, and it came in at 36. We'll go to 29. That, that record got a lot of airplay in the Washington, D.C. area. I like that song a lot. It's a black label. No picture sleeve with this one, but it's a great song, and it's from their album Modern Times. And uh, one of their better songs, I think, Find Your Way Back. And you do hear it from time to time still on the radio. Next song to come in right behind that, well, actually at number 38, was another, at this point, she was kind of a country crossover pop artist, but uh, her name was Ann Murray. And this was one of her last top 40 hits. I don't know if this was the last top 40. could have been. But it's, it's called Blessed Are the Believers. And it came in at 38 and would go to 34. So it wasn't a huge hit for her on the pop charts. But it was on the Capital Purple label like a lot of hers. And it did have a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve shows her in the middle with some cherubs around her, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, picture sleeve is kind of medium hard to find. Don't see it too often. It wasn't a big hit. Probably a 3 to $4 sleeve and maybe a $3 record. And that's Blessed Are the Believers. That's not a song you hear a lot on the radio anymore at all. Whereas the next song was a much bigger hit. It was from Neil Diamond from that movie he had, The Jazz Singer. And he already had two big hits, Hello Again and Love on the Rocks. And this was the third one called America. And it's probably my favorite off the whole album. And it was kind of an up-tempo song about immigration to America, people coming to America. Great song. Came in at 39, up from 76, so it was really charging up the charts. Would go to number 8, so it was a big hit for him, top 10. Did have a picture sleeve, and it just shows him singing in concert uh, live, the jazz singer, and that's Neil Diamond with America. Not a hard record to find or a picture sleeve, probably about a $5 record. And not something you hear on the radio much anymore either. Um, last song to come in that week that I'm going to talk about, uh, I've learned a lot about this song in the past couple years, but when I first heard it, it was from an artist named Gary U.S. Bonds. And he hadn't had a hit in phew, maybe the early 70s, late 60s, but he was known for his early 60s hit hits, like quarter to three. And um, he was from New Orleans, kind of one an old-style rocker, but he was making a comeback at this point. He was on the EMI label. It's called This Little Girl. 
And it did have a picture sleeve, which was black and white. She has him sitting down on the steps in the center of the sleeve. And more recently, I've learned that uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band had a lot to do with producing this album. In fact, I believe the E Street Band is playing on this cut, This Little Girl. I did not realize it, but if you listen to it, you can hear them in the background. And now it makes perfect sense because it does sound like a Bruce Springsteen song. And that's This, this Little Girl by Gary U.S. Bonds and not a particularly valuable 45 or a hard one to find. So like I said, there's a couple songs I like to talk about. Sometimes I hit the Hot 100, and there's two other ones here that came in the week of May 2nd, 1981. And the first one I'm going to talk about, um, actually my sister started liking it before I heard it, and it was by the Jacksons, and it's called Can You Feel It? And very upbeat, danceable disco song by them, and they had a very long version of the song on um, the promo 45. In fact, it was six minutes long and the short version was three minutes and 50 seconds. But um, I remember the video back then. Videos were pretty new, but I remember watching the video and it was really kind of bizarre. But that's Can You Feel It by the Jacksons. It was from their album Triumph and on the Epic label. And um, no picture sleeve with that one, but I give my sister's credits for listening to that song to bring it to my attention. It came in at number 89 and would only go to 77 nationally, but that, it's a good song by the Jacksons. And the last song I'm going to talk about was another one of those songs that came in and, and went pretty quickly, even though it made it to number 52. came in at number 90, and it was the last Hot 100 hit for Phoebe Snow, and she was kind of like a um, blues singer from the early 70s, her big hit being Poetry Man. But this one was called Mercy, 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 and I believe it was a cover. It's actually a pretty good song. It's on the Mirage label, and it's one of those records I had not heard of till a few years back when I heard it somewhere. And I thought, oh, so this is what this sounds like, and it's actually pretty good. And not an not incredibly easy record to find, especially a stock copy at this point. And the name of the album was Rockaway by Phoebe Snow in 81, but this is called Mercy, Mercy, Mercy. It was written by Don Covey. But a great, great song, and her cover is really good. And like I said, made it to number 52 that week of 1981. And that should do it for this week of spinning singles. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, my email is wtodsampson at yahoo.com. And I'll be back next week with continuation of May of 1981. See you then.